getting the number one volume dealer in the capital region. Just go down there, check it out on Freeman's Bridge Road. You talk to our man, uh, the general manager, uh, Greg Johnson out there. He'll take care of you. The sales consultants out there, too, are always out there to help you out, too. Yes, yes. And uh, they have big news. Scott Moynihan's back there, too, Joe. Can you believe that? Oh, Scott right. Moynihan, 30 years plus experience here. There we go. Coming back to Mohawk Honda. Stop in and say, hey, welcome back, Scott. Good to see you, buddy. Did he happen to do like a Tom Brady, like kind of like farewell Maybe. and then said, oh, Perhaps. I'm back. They, they got to do the, instead of the man in the arena, it's like the, the man in the showroom. That's right. You know what I mean? How about that? <laughs> That's right. Season's changed, but Mohawk Honda, it stays the same where they go out of their way to please you. They treat you like family. Mohawk Honda, Joe. That's All right. right. That's right. And so, uh, yeah, the, 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 the Indianapolis Colts starting off slow, but you know what? Again, you got Jonathan Taylor there. Use mm -hmm. that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. And you guessed it before. You said it before the season. This defense is going to look a little different, and this is what it we're kind of seeing with this team. But what they did were, were able to do, I think, against the Chiefs, again, drop those two deep safeties a little bit and try to uh, stop these guys, these speedy guys. You got McCall Hartman and stuff like that from underneath. Uh, getting that you don't have the threat of Tyreek Hill anymore, but again, this is what they're trying to play play to the, what the the uh, Chiefs do, and you know they love the deep ball, Joe. They definitely That's do. That's what they got to try definitely and do, do. And, and, Cole, and they try to play it to that. Michael Hardman was actually timed two tenths faster than Tyreek Hill, mm -hmm. if you can imagine that. But it's not because see, Tyreek Hill has acceleration, he can get to his top end speed in like three strides. Mm -hmm. Whereas Michael Hardman, he's got long speed, it takes him a little bit longer to get to that top end speed. Mm -hmm. So it's not the same quite of receiver, but you still get that, that, that long speed where he could probably beat you over the top. And that's why teams are kind of like, you know, keeping an eye on Mia Cole Hardman, you know, just to make sure that, you know, that he's not going to kind of make that cap and that beat that defense. So right. um, the thing is, is I feel like a lot of those teams that are going to end up facing the Chiefs, they got to pay attention to the teams that have already played them. And we know that they're going to study film and all that, but... The thing is, is you got to really kind of pull out what works and what doesn't work against that team. Because, yeah, there's no Tyreek Hill, but they still have Travis Kels. They have Mia Cole Hartman to try to stretch you. They have J.J., um, you know, J.J., uh, what was his name? <laughs> I forgot. Um, but, you know, the, he's like a possession receiver, you know, formerly from the Steelers. You know, uh, Smith-Schuster. J.J. Oh, uh, yeah, J.J. Yeah, Smith-Schuster. Smith yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they have him as a possession yeah. receiver. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got some decent talent still that they're going to utilize. So, uh, still decent team, still a team to beat. And you know, let's see, let's wait and see what the what other opponents do against them because uh, it is a new thing. Mm -hmm. Because without Terry Kill, it does change the plane of that offense. Let's just see what other defenses have in store for them. Absolutely, we got a couple of people in the house. Cody Raptors in the house with us tonight. What's going on, Cody? All right. He's here hanging out with us. He's, he's saying hi. And uh, we also has Godzilla Media in the house with us tonight. He says, you guys oh, look so attractive out. in person. There you go. Like Hashtag know-it-all. There you go. Hashtag know-it-all to everybody out there. Yeah, everybody that came out to see us, we want to thank you guys out there. We see yeah, a couple of you guys you. at the bar, too, as well. Definitely. Uh, again, we are going live here tonight from Restaurant 605 on 605 New Scotland Avenue. That's right. And uh, you know what? It, what's great is there's... Um, St. Peter's Hospital right across from us. So if you do if, eat too much <laughs> and you love the food you so much and pumped. you want more, just go across the street, get your stomach pumped, come back and get some more <laughs> because it is it is delicious. It smells delicious. You can see it here. And I can't wait to dive into that. Yeah, great uh, By the way, specials here, $4 um, specials. Miller. Right? Um, Miller, Miller Drafts. Miller Drafts. That's right. Yeah. So $4 Miller Drafts if you guys are right. in the local area. Come on down here too. They have the um, – 
6.05 boneless bites and the Bavarian pretzel with oh, the Guinness beer so cheese good. duo. Ooh, I'm ready to I'm hit that up in a little up. bit. Definitely, yeah, definitely. So we're excited about that. But yeah, you know, great, great atmosphere, great place. It's mm -hmm. starting to fill up now as you know we get closer to the game. Yeah. You're starting to notice that some chairs are getting filled up right now. Mm -hmm. The bar is almost stock full. So if you're around the area, if you got nothing to do, if you want to come check out some Monday Night Football, come on down, check us out, say hi. Uh, and uh, we're also doing a jersey giveaway. Uh, so you know, come on down, show us that you subscribe to us on YouTube, and then we'll we'll. Uh, you can sign in and drop your name in the box. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Guy over here is uh, dropping his name in the box. That's right. We're giving away Saquon Barkley jersey. All you guys have to do is fill out your name and subscribe to our channel, and then you're in there. Uh, Paul Batty's in the house with us tonight, Joe. Ah, there he is. What's up, Paul? Oh, what's up from Playa Linda Beach, Florida? That's right. We hurricane could be here. party. That's right. You're surviving the hurricane with us, Paul. We love it. That's right. Awesome, man. Stay with us, buddy. Give us Stay updates on the hurricane. That's right. So I'm excited to see it. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's exciting here. We're having a good time here with the big game tonight. We'll get that into uh, just a little bit. But some more about the games this weekend. New England, Joe, in Baltimore, that was a knockout dragout game, game right, right to the end. Yep. And uh, Mac Jones gave it it all right until the end, too. The final play of the game goes mm -hmm. down with that ankle injury. Mm -hmm. So now he might even be on the, the uh, short-term IR. We're still finding out things about that, uh, the x-rays in that ankle, but they're saying it's a severe high ankle sprain. It if like. it's a severe high ankle sprain, you can almost guarantee he's going to be out at least four weeks. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. High ankle sprains take a lot longer to heal than low mm -hmm. ankle sprains. And we've seen this before from other former running backs where they develop a high ankle sprain and then all of a sudden it's like they're out six, seven, maybe eight weeks because it takes that much longer to heal. And there's nothing you can do surgery-wise for it. So right. it's got to just, you know, go its course and maybe hopefully you know patriot fans are hoping that he's a quick healer you know we know we noticed some pretty big phenomenons have happened in in uh, you know nfl history where you know you got guys like uh adrian peterson who like mm -hmm. tours acl and was like back in like just a few months you know something like kind of uncanny like that mm -hmm. so uh let's wait and see like maybe he's a quick healer maybe he can get back a little sooner but patriot fans are definitely praying because they started to get momentum in this right. game yeah, they, they started did. to notice uh the patriot uh team that we're used to and accustomed to seeing really good defense you know what i mean offense what you know is going to keep you on your heels so let's wait and see you know what what they can do going forward and if mac mac jones like expected is going to be out for quite some time what can they do to kind of curb that loss oh yeah well, you're going to see your fan brian hoyer here your big man brian hoyer might be coming in here for them <laughs> and uh if not, you know, even yeah, how's is that going to happen? Still on the Patriots? Yeah, is, is yeah, he he's there. there. He is there. Wow. That would be their, probably their best it's, option right now. It's like that. the guy that everyone forgot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm surprised he's still even playing. Right, right. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, he's he's following along. He's with the uh, Bill Belichick tree. He's like, yeah, I, I fit the system. This is what I'm doing. We're I'm, good. I'm. I don't make definitely waves. Staying here. Yeah, I'm. I make a good backup. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, yeah, big news there. Uh, the Jets uh, lose again to the Cincinnati Bengals. We covered that. And um, how about the Vegas game? I, I wanted to pull this out here a little later, but let's just talk about it now. Let's get it over with. What's your your, your feelings about that Las uh, Vegas Raiders game where I thought your Raiders really had the chance to win again? They were there, uh, but... Again, just couldn't muster it up. I saw a couple of drop balls, and then again, uh, the the big defensive play, you know, at the end for for the the Titans, you know, sealing. Really, the deal. what it comes down to is miscommunication, mm -hmm. bad play calling. Like literally, it's yeah. it's everyone is to blame, to be honest. Yeah. You know, when you have 
you know, Derek Carr being blamed for everything. You know, all the offenses are running well. It's got to be Derek Carr. He's the one doing no, I mean, it comes down to play calling. Like, I don't think Josh McDaniels has called the right plays in certain situations. Yeah. I think there's been missed opportunities by even receivers, like like you just mentioned, like dropping the football. Yeah. And guys that aren't performing is like what we've grown accustomed to. Like, look at, uh, you know, uh, Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. He, he dropped two passes, one being a touchdown earlier in the game. And it was like that could have changed the whole complexity of the game going yeah. forward, and and they could have started to gain some momentum on offense that way. Mm-hmm. But missed opportunities, and, and you're and you're not getting the job done. Also on defense, defense doesn't look like the the Patrick Graham defense of old mm-hmm. that we like to see. That a guy that's you know very stingy in terms of giving up yardage and what have you, let alone scores. Uh, so, I think the Raiders were a better team that day, but they just didn't perform like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing, too. That's what I've been saying about this team. Uh, I think they have a really good team, but then just a little miscues here and there, not being able to get it done. And now you're sitting at 0-3. Uh, but I'd say even luckily in this division now with this with the uh, Chiefs losing and unfortunately with now the, the Broncos, because I saw them losing this week, but then they barely uh, muster out a win here. Out a win, yeah. Uh, this but with the Chargers going scary, down in a surprise loss, I mean, uh, with them, now you knew maybe how serious that rib injury was with Justin Herbert. But I think still, even sitting at 0-3, you still have a chance to be competitive in this division. Uh, it just you really wanted to come out of there with one of those wins. And Tennessee, who was reeling, I mean, but... Again, what a what a better way to to try and get your team back into us. You're playing at home. You've been reeling and try and uh, rely on your workhorse and your home crowd to get you back into us. And you had something to play for them uh, at, with Tennessee, and that's what they did here. Uh, but that was a knockout dragout game too, as well. And, and Vegas just not making the best of their opportunities in those prior weeks. You know, we saw what happened last week with the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals don't come out with a win this week against a division rival. Um, and now Vegas is, is sitting there struggling here. But let's jump to the um, the Chargers game in Jacksonville. Jacksonville came to play, and the Chargers just weren't expecting it at all. No, I mean, Jacksonville, we had some thoughts. Like, the, this Jacksonville Jaguars defense, as young as it is, mm-hmm. they've been able to capitalize last week and this week that, you know, they're starting to gain momentum defensively and making some big-time plays, getting sacks, getting picks, and, and just flat-out creating a lot of pressure. And this is kind of something that we saw. I, I actually didn't think it was going to happen this soon for this new defense, but it's happened pretty rapidly for them to get, you know, on the same page as, as much as they have. And you and you look at the offense too. Look at Doug Peterson and some of his play calls. They kind of fit Trevor Lawrence and his and his, his style of gameplay to a T to the point where they're starting to look really good. And yeah. and, and honestly. When you have the Colts, who we thought were the favorites, struggling already early in the season, and you got the Jaguars now starting to make some plays, and, 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 and they get a win, and, and they're starting to come alive, it might be right at the right time because this division, I don't think, is a closed book. You have the, you know, the, and then you got the Titans, who have been failing so far. Right. So they get their win uh, this, this past week, this past Sunday. But, you know... This division's wide open. So Jacksonville could be a a dark horse in this division right now as long as they keep that momentum going and uh, keep building on what they have. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you're saying. Yeah, yes. Yep, no problem. Yeah, that's right. Anybody out here, too, as well, if you guys haven't come out here yet, too, in Albany, come down, fill out your name here, subscribe to our channel, and you have an opportunity to win an autographed Saquon Barkley jersey here uh, to celebrate a game here against the Cowboys here. Let's see if we can get it done here, Joe. Excellent. 
Thank you. Um, but Jacksonville, again, this is that team that I kind of saw those first couple weeks. I was expecting, you know, that defense, Trevor Lawrence coming to it in his own as well. The weapons, they're not big names, but they're enough that he can spread it out and, and get the job done. And um, in this division right now, the way it started off, again, it's anybody's team, like anybody's you said, game. Uh, the, way, with the way it's been. Houston looks really good, uh, you know, despite those losses and stuff. Um, the, 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 the Colts... We're supposed to be that dominant team, I think. They were supposed to take over this division because the, the, the Titans, again, we saw them moving back, not having A.J. Brown here as well, maybe losing some of those weapons. Um, uh, Derrick Henry, Henry, too, as well. If we're running back, it's got to get towards the end of his, you know, long of his career here, I would say. He's starting to wear down, I would say. And this is the opportunity for the Colts to come in and for them to come out the way they have. It's been really uh, good for the Jacksonville Jaguars to kind of slide in there under Doug Peterson and, and get this thing rolling. And I think the funny thing is, too, is like they've already said they've already matched Urban Meyer's wins, I think, here. here. So I think uh, he's doing <laughs> Doug Peterson's doing hard to good do. already, right? How about that? So, um, again, a good showing against the Chargers team. Again, you, you had Justin Herbert, you know, injured and stuff. Mm -hmm. But still, the, the names that are on that defense as well and stuff like that and for you to put up points like that, that is embarrassing for the for the Los the Los Angeles Chargers. Absolutely, and and that's the thing too is that that was a we almost thought, thought that was a slam dunk win. Yeah, like Chargers yeah, would have been think playing so yeah. well, and and yeah, there was a question about Herbert starting. Is he even going to play? Is are they going to hold him out? Mm -hmm. uh, ended up getting two pain shots this week, uh, one earlier in the week to practice to get through that, and then they gave him one more before he played. Uh, so as long as he was able to manage the pain, I don't think that it affected him any at all. Uh, it's just the Chargers just didn't execute enough. I mean, and they, and they, and the Jaguars knew that Herbert was coming in, kind of limping in and stuff. So what's to say that 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 painkiller shot didn't last very long? You know, right. all he has to do is get you know maybe hit once or twice, and then it starts to take effect, especially if it wears off. So that could have came into you know into factor throughout the game. Uh, so that game right there. That was a uh, kind of a surprise for a lot a lot of people out there, you know, watching all these different NFL football games. And let's just wait and see what this Jaguars team can do. Listen, they, they took down the Chargers, and that was a big win for them. Uh, didn't expect that. Let's see how far they can go with this team, he, yeah, as young got, as it is. I'm getting to the comments. Sorry, everybody. I've been, like, sl slacking on He's this slacking. one. He's looking I mean, at I'm, the food. I'm loving the atmosphere here. But Paul Maddie, he says, I'm going with Dallas uh, in the over tonight. Sorry, guys. All right, but... Oh, oh yeah, rush, yeah, huh? yeah, right there he goes. He needs look at that. All right, but he goes. It's still early. Uh, Lawrence finally got a good head coach uh, who is a QB guy, mm -hmm. so he says that too as well. So about the Jaguars and uh, Godzilla Media says under the play tonight he goes uh, Giants 21-17. Zeke does score two touchdowns though. We'll see. Wow, the I'll Giants. Play. I don't know about that because the Giants have been able to stop the run the last couple weeks and what they've That's been true. doing. That that scheme has been after people and Look the way the they're playing yeah. has been the, the formula i think to help get that success because they tell you they tell you what's the best way to beat tom brady the best way to beat any kind of quarterback is to pressure him i don't know anybody that has said oh this guy thrives under pressure you know you just pressure him out of the pocket he is amazing you know what i mean not usually that isn't usually a narrative that's painted about quarterbacks especially when you're talking about pocket quarterbacks like a tom brady and things like that so the, the giants when they're blitzing so much bill belichick didn't like it as much either so you know it's it's bothering uh people so 
Uh, I don't know about out the uh, about the run though. Again, they've been able to stop two of the best rushers here in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey and uh, Derrick Henry. Yep. Uh, Zeke hasn't even been existent in 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 the whole NFL in the last couple of years though. No, Joe. it's been Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's been kind of that spark that the that the Cowboys offense have needed. You know, and I, I definitely think that he should get the ball even more than Zeke. But you might see some explosion on an offense. I know it's Cooper Rush quarterbacking. But if you get, if you kind of can mix up those two backs, you know, allow Tony Pollard to get the ball in the open, kind of mix it, mix in handing the ball off to him between the tackles. I think that's going to do, you know, extremely well for them. I'm, I was, I was really surprised on Cooper Rush's success last week. I think it's going to be a little bit different story this week. You're gonna, you're gonna face a, a lot tougher of a defense. So far, they've been a surprise. I mean, they've, they've really kind of answered the call and stopping big time running backs and, 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 and kind of holding opponents to a low score. So if they can do the same thing, just like you mentioned, like they already faced guys like Derrick Henry they, and, and CMC, what's not to say that they can easily stop Zeke and Tony Pollard? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's gonna be the, 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 the decision of the whole game. I think that's really gonna be what it comes down to is can the Giants continue their success on defense stop or slow down this Cowboys running game and put all the pressure on Cooper Rush because let, let's just say what it is. He is a backup for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if you put all the pressure on Cooper Rush and you will let, and you and the Giants get a lot in that way, get more attempts on offense to score points. It's going to put so much pressure on the Cowboys that they might not be able to come back from it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. But big game tonight. Again, divisional rivals. Uh, somebody's got to come out of this with a win and, and compete with uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, Joe. Now, how about the Philadelphia Eagles this past weekend? Really put a showing out there. And the question's got to be out there. Are they the best team in the NFL right now? Yes. There you I go. Mean, I mean, honestly, they're the one team that had hype coming into uh, the season. That, okay, oh, they added James Bradbury. Oh, man, they still got Darius Slay, too. You got two corners, shutdown corners. They had some. They were building that, that defense up. And then offensively, the big question was Jalen Hurts. Is he, is he going to be able to get it done? Is he going to take that next step, you know, forward and, and, and kind of take this team on his shoulders? And it looks like, man, they are scoring points at will. Their defense is really starting to come on. And I don't know... I, I mean, I say yes, like best team in the league, but no, I, I don't think there's any best team in the league just yet. Maybe best in the division? Yes, absolutely, because they're the ones that have been showing the most out of everybody. So um, until they, we start to see some, some, you know, until they start to stumble, until they start to face some adversity, let's really see what this team is all about. It's still early in the season uh, to kind of crown them as the best team just far. This far. Right, right, and then when you look at them too, they're 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 coming into that team that we thought they could be. After yeah. that draft, after draft night, we're looking at the Eagles in a whole different light with the trades that they made, uh, picks that they grabbed, and settling in there. So now you're not worrying or, or trying to rely on even uh, a, a Jalen Rieger to be your guy anymore, and things like they did in the past. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They've got Devonta Smith, and now they've got AJ Brown. Excellent, thank you. Good luck. Um, and the. Um, so you've got those guys there. You've got the weapons. Excellent. Thank you. And, and, and 
now they're moving in. Week one, we saw a little bit of it, and they're like, oh, where's that defense, though? You know, these guys melded together, you know, that you saw all together. Mm-hmm. Where's that defense? That offense was just getting together. They did enough to get that win, and now week two, then week three, they're churning, Joe. You're getting it together. You're seeing these guys work together as a team and seeing how dangerous they can be. But how bad is Washington, though? See, this is the thing that really gets you because when you're looking at teams like this, like the Buffalo Bills, you could just easily just to say they're the best team in the NFL too as well with the way they put a pounding on some of these teams in the last couple of weeks. They happen to go into Miami in the 100-degree weather and uh, with some injuries already and, and meet a, a team that was ready to play. Same thing can be said here for the Philadelphia Eagles. They've got the talent. They've got it working together. Looks like Jalen Hurts is a guy. Anybody that had any questions before, I'm like, are you watching what you're seeing now? You're seeing him grow. You're seeing him when, he, when he's got weapons. He is a, a weapon himself, too, with his legs to get out of the pocket and make some plays, too. Uh, people forget about that, and he's being a little more involved in the offense, too, as, as, a, as a play uh, caller. But the Washington Commanders again, Joe? This we, people, I think, were surprised by week one a little bit. Like, we're just like, here it's what is oh, Carson at, Wentz. Look at them. We go. were all wrong. <laughs> and here we go. We're back to Carson Wentz again, and this is what you're seeing here. This team is kind of weird. They have like a a retool year every other year, and it seems like they have it's something like every year. But then they can't get it going all the way, and they're kind of falling back again. We saw it when they had that defense looked really good two years ago. Next, you know, past year, thought maybe they can pick up the ball from where they left off. Mm-hmm. Had some injuries. Chase Young out, you know, through the season. Yeah. Uh, that was a big factor for them. But, again, now they're tailing off again. So, now they're having their issues here as the commanders. The funny thing is, is, is like, I compare Washington to Indianapolis. And the reason why I do that is because both of those teams have been searching for the quarterback. Have been searching, searching for a franchise yes. quarterback. For the last three years, it seems like they change quarterbacks every single year. Uh, I mean, since Frank Reich has been there in Indy, they've changed the quarterback every season. And and then you look at you look at the Washington, and they've been always changing the quarterback, trying to figure it out. Whether it be you know Taylor Heineke or or oh let's bring in someone else, you know. And now they they bring in Carson Wentz. They had Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that was the hope that Ryan Fitzpatrick before Taylor took over that. It was going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick's team, and let's wait and see. Now he's going to be deemed the starter, and throughout the season, no, we didn't get that far. We didn't even get to week one, and Ryan was out for the year. So it's, and now you're seeing Carson Wentz being traded for from the, from the, the, the Colts to bring him to Washington, and let's see, oh, yet again, another chapter on trying to find that next quarterback. So both those teams have still kind of um, stumbled a little bit in, in terms of finding that answer at that position but uh you gotta wonder like really when it comes down to is yeah you're 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 getting these veteran quarterbacks and you're bringing them in and it seems like it's gonna be a never it's it's like a broken record right Mm -hmm. so it's time to draft it's time to push the chips into the center table find someone that you absolutely are in love with in the draft and go up and get them if you're not high enough, you mm-hmm. need to make yourself high enough in that draft order and get that quarterback f- for the future. Until that happens, you're going to continually see these teams struggle. Right. Now, admittedly, I will say Indy, I was all in on. I mean, I thought when they pulled the trade off from Matt Ryan, I'm like, oh, maybe this could be the, the answer right. that they've been looking for. Right. A guy who's a, a, you know, a, a good quarterback who's going to come in. Yeah, he's on the tail end of his uh, tenure, but... A guy that I thought was going to demand leaders, you know, respect. Mm-hmm. He was going to 
give that leadership that the Colts have been looking for on offense. But guess what? They're still missing that element of weapons. Yeah, they have Taylor. They have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Yeah, they have Michael Pittman, who's kind of, you know, been coming up as a, as a wide receiver the last two years. But after that, there's no, t- you know, T.Y. Hilton in his prime is no longer around anymore. Mm-hmm. It seems like they've kind of lacked that part of the team where th- there's not enough weapons for whoever, whatever quarterback you bring in. So that team is still looking for answers on in the wide receiver department. So right. you got to wonder, you know, it's a tale of two teams, right? You know, Washington still needs a quarterback more mm-hmm. than ever. Carson Wentz is just not going to get it done. Yeah, he might pull out a win once in a while, but he's not the answer. We've seen it before. We're seeing it now. And the same could be with the Colts. Maybe they're just not ready like we thought they were. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and that's where they are. They're stuck with that, and that's the big question for a lot of teams out there always, searching for that franchise quarterback. The New York Giants, they're doing that the same thing, and we're going to find out tonight uh, what they really have in, in Daniel Jones against that uh, that defensive pressure that, that, at the, that front line that the Cowboys have. Uh, but, Joe, uh, talk about franchise quarterbacks, too, as well. We got to see uh, last night Green Bay and Tampa Bay go at it. Again, they tried to t- t- tape it as – the, the, the game of the goats or whatever and all this other stuff. And they put the numbers together, too, with, with uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and Tom Brady. Yeah. And uh, you see the difference. And Tom Brady's like, you know, he's got all these touchdowns. He's got all the yardage. And, you know, but uh, Aaron Rodgers has the QBR or whatever. But, all right, you also got to look at it, too, is how much longer that Tom Brady has also played. And, again, the division that he played in as well. Again, and they give him his due and stuff. But now you're seeing what happens when you don't have a healthy offensive line. When you lose some of your weapons, you don't have the weapons that you're used to being around there. You have a defense right now. Well, he's hearing what people are saying in the headlines and all that stuff as well. He tells you that it doesn't bother you and stuff, but that stuff weighs on you, dude. When you're, when you're thinking about that, trying to get the game plan together and get out there and get all your guys together and, and come out there with a win, it's tough because, you know what, people also, you saw the fight last week, you know, b- before with uh, Mike Evans got involved in stuff like that. Yep. You can't tell me what might have been said in that whole, you know, interaction there, but I'm sure some of the personal stuff might have been brought up too as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it was funny because you see some turmoil going on with Tampa Bay, you know, and, and you got to wonder, like, you, you, look at what, yeah. you look at what happens when you get into those, like, little, little you know, fits basically on the football field you you got some some aggressive play by Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans they've been going at it ever since they've been playing against each other you know you knew that kind of physicality that that intense you know rivalry was gonna emerge and Mm -hmm. it just needed a slight push just a little little nudge and Tom Brady gave it to Mike Evans says you know what kill that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know Mike Evans is always to do that, though. He, but, and Marshall Lattimore. Yeah, you know, they've been yeah, at each other's fun. throats for quite some time, and, and, and it just kind of it spilled over. You know yeah. what I mean? It was just like, that's enough. We're just going to hash it out right now. <laughs> Suspensions. Who cares? Fines. Who cares? This is what's happening now. Uh, so, and then, you, and then to go back to that Green Bay game, uh, there was something that was really funny to me, and we talk about, like, media narratives and stuff a lot, right? Well, there was nothing more truer about it than when they were showing the stat lines between uh, the, a- the animated character of Aaron Rodgers versus the animated character of Tom Brady on the screen. Tom Brady looks like Superman. Yeah, he does. He looks that's like true. super I never buff, about that, right? super buff and everything. And then you look at Rodgers and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what Rodgers looks like. But what does Tom Brady look like a 45-year-old Superman that's never, that is just swole? Yeah. Like, he's just huge. 
I'm like, that's ridiculous. Right. It's like, uh, it's kind of like the people that are on Snapchat and you're, you get to pick your, your, your bitmoji or whatever, stuff like that. And you might be fat as hell and out of shape and you picked a bitmoji of the hot smoking hot little tiny, tiny little bitmoji Skinny and stuff person. like that. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Stop lying to me. Come on. Just admit it. You know, no, you are. You, yeah. Come on. Why are you I doing mean, that? But the Packers. Even as much as that, it's like, yeah, there's a filter on his face right. too. Aaron Rodgers, he does look old, especially with the helmet on. It's different. He's, no, but, he's uh, just way different. Like you look at his, you know, even his physical, you know, stature. It yeah, doesn't yeah. look the same like yeah, it yeah. used to. Like, with, like okay, don't get me wrong. He was like sticks and stones when he first entered the league. He was like just nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, then yeah. he kind of, you could tell like he was getting in better shape. Yeah, yeah. He had some muscle. And now that he's 45, it looks like he's like thinning out and looks, you know, almost unhealthy. At yeah. least in his face. So he's got to be that, feeling uh, it. And you got the all the drama. He's and you got all the drama behind closed doors that, you know, yeah. personal things that are going on right now. Obviously, no one's going to let, you know, open the, that can to find out detailed information. But you could just see in his gameplay, you can see, like, even in, in press conferences, that he's just not the same Tom Brady that you normally do see. Right. But in, in watching that game, let's, let's just break down the game quick. I think, again, Green Bay, except with the exception of the first game, the past two seasons, or past two uh, games, rather, they've been pretty dominant in the offense especially in the running game getting it going and moving early mm -hmm. and then it seems like the second half they're kind of tailed back a little bit and they just can't get it going uh would it be miscues as well too again because it seemed like right when they fumbled right at the end zone or about to score to put them up decent by like three scores then the table started to turn here and that that tampa defense started to try and get in there and really really getting pressure on aaron Rodgers, and, and, and the green bay packers really kind of stayed try to get one dimensional again and put it all back to 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 pass instead of rely on that run and it was a real boring second half you know watching that game and, and the second part but they were still controlling that but it seems like they're kind of cool with just kind of controlling the momentum of the game and not really putting on those points and, and, and putting uh, their foot on somebody's throat when they think that they have them there they kind of kept tampa back in it I mean, I, w I would say this. I'd say it's a chess match more than anything. I don't think it was too many miscues or anything like that. But you got to remember, too, this is a Green Bay team that's been waiting for it to be healthy. Uh, they finally got oh, David yeah. Bakhtiari, yeah, Bakhtiari back. back. You know, and yeah. Elton Jenkins, that offensive line was complete. Yeah. You started to notice early on that this is the Packers team that we were waiting to see. Mm -hmm. And we saw it in Tampa. Yes, it was, you know, some people might consider it boring. I thought it was a phenomenal defensive game. You know, they, they were both teams were making adjustments at the right times, and that's why it ended up being so close like it was. Mm -hmm. And the best team ended up coming out and winning. So it's like you could say, oh, well, Tampa didn't do enough. Oh, well, you could also say the same thing about Green Bay. So, yeah. I mean, I oh, just yeah. think that it was a Absolutely. chess match, and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you know, they came to play, and they, and they just edged out Tampa Bay. Yeah, and, and how, how sickening is it when you see at the end of the game, too, like Green Bay, again, had them, had a hold of them, and then they do that quarters cloud defense where they hover behind the first down marker and allow everything underneath for Tampa just to drive with a good, like, two minutes to go down there for the score. It was making me sick because I'm just watching it. I'm like, play the defense you were playing. Right. Man up. Because even they did it in one play in that set of uh, – on that drive, mm -hmm. they manned up once, 
and Tom Brady threw it away into the dirt. Which couldn't hit his receiver. Yeah, we say that all the time as yeah, fans. Yeah, and it's you and see how it happen. We want our teams to play like continue playing the same defense that you have been all win. game and, and shut them out. But mm-hmm. coaches will argue that and say opposite. They'll say no. We we want to give them and kind of have them work down the football field and keep running the clock because we're not on offense and we're going to try to draw it out as much as possible. But it doesn't always work. We've seen it right. time and time again as fans. We've seen it where like they do this prevent defense or even if Especially it's not. against Tom Brady. Even if it's not prevent, yeah. it's just kind of, you know, sitting back, letting them take any everything underneath in short yardage. And then, oh, now we're going to tackle them. Well, you do realize that they're still moving down the football field. Yeah. And you have two minutes. That's a lot of time, time. in football. So, mm-hmm. um you can't do that. And, right. and we just see it. Every team does it, and, and fans will always complain about it. Uh, and, and the one thing that I'll say is that maybe the Patriots are the, are the exception to the rule because in their prime, they continued to play defense. They did not let opponents drive down the football field to keep them in the game or, or even let, allow them to go down to run off clock and still have a scoring opportunity to, to even tie the game. So... Um, right. You, you see, you know, certain teams that still have that, that defensive mantra to, to be like, you know what? No, we're not going to let you guys come back into the game, whether it's slow or right away. We're just going to keep playing, put our foot on your throat, and suffocate you until you're done in submission. So right. I, I, I agree with you. Like, I've always been against mm-hmm. kind of allowing teams to do what they want. And I understand you're taking the, you're taking the pressure off your defense in a sense. To say, okay, well, we don't have to go all out, but we're just going to kind of play, you know, right. bend, but don't and break. And I'd like even to see, what's the analytics on that even, too? Is anybody following That's the analytics on that whole thing? Because, but even if you look at it, forget that. Look at what you're playing. Who, you do it to not give up anything over the top. Who in that Tampa Bay lineup were you afraid that Tom Brady was going to hit and burn you over the top with? It's not a question of who. Someone that's what could. I'm just saying. I, I just that, that's the thing. I, you know, again, play your game. You've been, it's been working for you all game. Keep it going. And you noticed that These when it gets down slow. to, yeah, I know, but you, when you, you notice, though, and I was telling my son, too, when you're watching, when it got to first and goal, you're there, tighter field. Now you're not doing that. It got a lot tighter, so it's less space to cover. Didn't they play a lot better then? They were able to hold it down as much as they could without you know, giving that one touchdown. Uh, but you look at the end. Then, look mean, at the end of that game well. when Tampa Bay had the ball. They get the penalty, and they, mm-hmm. they were close. Mm-hmm. And they get the penalty. Like, oh, I, I heard other people. Like, I was at I was at a bar right. watching that game, yep. and I heard other people saying, "Oh, you know what? They're close. That means they have a really good chance of getting in. They could either run it, they could throw it. Yeah, that might be true." He's like, "Oh, but the penalty happens." And then they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's good for Brady. Now they got more space." And I'm like, "I don't really think that's a good thing." For, 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 you know, because they were saying, oh, the defense is going to be thinned out. You know I mean? They got more space to cover. But you know what? It's not that much space to the point where, you know, a defense is so spread out and so strung out that uh, they're going to miss these, you know, these defensive zones. And it actually helped the Buccaneers, or uh, sorry, the Packers defense. Right. Because, yeah, the Tampa Bay offense had more space. But now, instead of running a limited playbook on defense, now they could call kind of like really any play defensive mm-hmm, playbook. Mm-hmm. And maybe they went back to a play that kind of gave Tampa Bay's offense fits because of that situation. And then you saw the outcome. They just didn't get it done. Brady ended up kind of like 
in a sense, it looked like he threw the ball away, but I know he was trying to get it to someone. Uh, just didn't end up, you know, didn't didn't execute, and right. that was it, the end of the game. Right, yeah, and they had the linebackers there in the position. Again, and even if he didn't jump and get that tip, again, it was well guarded there, and I think, I don't know if it was Darnell Savage back there or not, yeah. but again, totally had it covered. Um, Tom Brady just sneaks away and it just can't get it, come up with a win there. Almost does it again. Magical, like they tried to say. Uh, but uh, <laughs> there you go. There's that game before. Uh, well, yeah, let's just do cover the last game here and then we'll get to telling you guys about our friends here at Colorize and uh, PPK too in a little bit. But uh, Denver, that game, we finally got to see maybe the Russell Wilson that, that Denver had really hoped that they were going to have when they paid him that money. They mm -hmm. traded all that stuff away to get him there to Denver. Um, and we happen to see it against the San Francisco defense that really had them on the ropes early. Oh, yeah, Th definitely. This San Francisco had had this game. But then, again, miscues. You talk about miscues, uh, whether it be the, the, the standing in the back of the end zone to get that safety here for their Jimmy G, and then and the uh, the interception, but they had also fumbled two at times, luckily, you know, and didn't recover that one, though. So miscues by the San Francisco 49ers. Last week they were happy to have him back in this game, uh, but struggled. <laughs> in the second half of this game to allow the Denver Broncos to hang in there. And then their defense felt the momentum and started to push further. And Russell Wilson, familiar with getting it done on his own without an offensive line here, but still with this offensive line, they were able to give him enough uh, security to find lanes to run and he would take off and burn them with his legs like he had done with the Seattle Seahawks that he's pretty famous for. Uh, bringing it to the line of scrimmage and then doing that basketball pass to 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 the receiver um stuff that he's well known for to help extend the play and get it done and move it down because some of his receivers weren't helping him out either there's a lot of drop balls out there for the denver broncos Joe. no and this is why you know we saw this denver broncos team as not being we weren't jumping on with the hype and we weren't saying oh because they got russell wilson they're going to be yeah, such an yeah. impact the impactful team that they are going to take over this division uh, didn't buy it there was too much change you look at Nathaniel Hackett right now as the head coach. Right. He looks like a little out of sorts. He Doesn't does he? not look prepared. He does not look like he's the right guy for for this team. Yeah. And 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 I, I have to say, like, offensive play calling as well. He's another coach that's struggling with that. And what's really funny is you start to see now the Broncos bring in, like, a advisor for offense. Mm -hmm. That's that's panic button. That, that That's like, I'm not really sure what's happening. I need help. You know what I mean? So you, you got to wonder with Denver and where they're going to head offensively because not only has Russell Wilson has struggled since he's gotten to Denver with a new offense and these new players, but these players aren't all making the plays that are needed. Mm -hmm. uh, Jerry Judy's had his fair share of drops so far in this season. Cortland Sutton has kind of been the, the safety blanket right. for Russell Wilson a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And it's like been. beyond Sutton, there's nobody to call upon to to be that extra, you know, playmaker for them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like they're relying on the running game. If they can get their running game going, then they're then they're cool. But when it comes to performing it and make, making offensive pass plays happen, they struggle in that area. So, the Broncos, I, I just I, I can't believe one. I, I really can't believe that the Niners lost to them. Yeah. Because it seemed early on that they were just dominating Denver. And for for the tables to turn really quickly and for the Broncos to keep that a, a close game, that was the worst thing that could happen for San Fran. Mm -hmm. Because when you allow a team that honestly does not have as good of a roster as you 
and you, that you should be outplaying them, and you kind of let them hang around. Right. That's usually not you know not a not a good thing to do, and, and you usually lose by that. So we saw that in that game. Yeah, uh, and then even how it like, ended right there with that big run, break it out, and then all of a sudden, not b good ball security gets punched out, turned yep. over, and just ended it for them. After it yeah. looked like it was going to be a big play for them, a big uh, conversion right, and to keep the it. ball going, yeah. just enough to try and get Robbie Gold down there to, to get the game-winning field goal as well. Definitely. I mean, that's the thing is like that was a very uh, confusing game for me. I don't know why how it ended up like that. All right, absolutely. We got Billy Blake in the house with us tonight, Joe. Billy. Billy's Welcome to joining the show. us from YouTube. He nice. says uh, better record this year will hurt the Giants. Daniel Jones still hasn't taken the leap to show he's a franchise quarterback despite right. two and zero record. Uh, so it, it's kind of funny. It's like better record. Uh, hurts them and how though I mean I mean they don't he said probably you know, just you think down the line if they draft 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 yeah exactly yeah yeah because um but who knows I mean there's a lot of season left over again we, we don't know how teams are gonna end up playing down the stretch we're still trying to feel out teams I think Joe Absolutely. the way this season has been, been crazy. I'm still not exactly sold on a bunch of different teams there's a lot of Jekyll and Hyde going on here and the fact that we're staring <laughs> here at week three and yeah. the Giants potentially could be three and oh and the eagles can be or three and all you know what i mean the dolphins are undefeated too as well it's almost it's almost like that thing that we say here doge that we like to have fun with here yeah right. like people aren't ready for this Absolutely. they're not ready for this in the nfl right and we talked about it earlier in the show like it's a roller coaster right now there's no clear-cut teams anymore where we could kind of pinpoint and just say hey you know what that team, that team, that team, and that team is going to be really good. Yeah. You know, now now it's just like, it's kind of like a roller coaster. Every week, there's something different that is shocking us. A team or 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 even, like, the style of play is changing. Like, it, it, it it's almost almost like kind of like transitioning into a new era altogether. Mm -hmm. We're seeing teams that shouldn't be winning winning, and teams that we thought were going to win a lot more games are losing. Uh, so... Very confusing so far this early into the NFL football season. And, yeah, it's only we're only getting through week three right now. But there's still plenty of time for those teams that are struggling to kind of curb that and, and execute and get better. Uh, so, I mean, it's a long season. And, and you bring up a good point, too, is like injuries uh, are starting to happen to pretty big names right mm -hmm. now. So mm -hmm. let's see how this all kind of unfolds going forward. But... Um, but uh, wait, what, uh, are we going to get to the picks yet? We're not yet. Oh, we're going to get to it in just a little bit here. Right. We got Dallas and the New York Giants here tonight. That's the reason why we're here at mm -hmm. Restaurant 605 in Albany at 605 New Scotland Avenue, right directly across from St. Peter's Hospital. So we see some uh, nurses coming in here too, as well, and their scrubs hanging out. You know, after their shift, coming out here to drink too. A lot of Giants right. fans out here. You know, we talked to uh, Gabe. Uh, Gabe Moya, the the owner, uh, his mom Susan here, who's part owner too as well. Uh, they they're big Giants fans here, Joe. They're Huge. excited to be here, open this bar. It's it's a different type of feel. Again, before there was a sports bar here that was kind of just around the corner, so it's kind of convenient to go by yeah. and, and here. But they have a nice you know uh, awning right out here, big old number six oh five and. They want to be that hometown family, like sort of like the way we, we talk about Mohawk Honda. It's that same feel here, Joe. Like there's really nice furniture in here, uh, but TVs, but and b excellent food. But there's there's sports too as well, and they want yes. you to come here. They want you to feel welcome. And the one thing about this place too, I found that is really exciting and, and different, is their menu. 
it's extensive. It's like you can have, you know, say, you know uh, mahi mahi tacos or yeah. whatever, but then all of a sudden exactly. have uh, a general chow's uh, bites or whatever, like, you know, and then you can just do your standard burgers and wings. They have uh, a mini Mac. It's like their own version of the Big Mac that they stack right. on top of each other and stuff. Uh, it's awesome, Joe. It's, it's a whole different feel from uh, cuisine from America all the way to Japan. I mean, check it out here. We're watching the game in just a little bit. It's going to be starting Giants, Cowboys. Uh, everybody here is super psyched and excited out there. Uh, yeah, Joe? Great food. I mean, this is, it's great atmosphere. Yeah. It, it has, a, has a nice, you know, kind of like an upscale feel to it. But still kind of that hometown sports bar that you can come watch whatever sporting event you want. I mean, that's what this is. This place is going to be all about. It's all about family. It's all about sports. Come on down. Have some great food. Have some great drinks. You know what I mean? And they also got like, I, I think I saw on the menu before, they got like some kind of buffalo garlic uh, Check honey this out. It, it, it's like buffalo that. garlic honey baked wings. Yeah. So it has the, sounds like, it sounds like the best of all the combination with, with, with wings. <laughs> I mean, I think these guys over here had some of them over here at the table here. Um, we'll get their attention in just a little bit and how, how were they. And it seemed like they were there enjoying themselves over there, Joe, right. uh, digging it. Uh, but, yeah, it's got the buffalo, which you think of the buffalo wing. It's got mm -hmm. the garlic, which you think of the garlic wings. But then even the honey in it on top of it. So, I mean, that's, a, that's amazing, Joe. Uh, but enough about the food again. It's just making me hungry. Uh, and and God says, you know, the wait staff here is very excellent, too, as well. <laughs> Yeah, which it is, it is, it is great. It's um, a good update. But Joe, uh, let's tell everybody what is very attractive for us there, and that's our friends at Colorize here, Joe. What do they do? Colorize. They color stuff? Yeah, that's right. They're the paint guys, dude. They're paint professionals here at Colorize. No, you're not going to tell anybody? I'll, I'll tell them that, I guess. Sorry, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, lo they're localized Benjamin Moore dealer. That's right. They've got three locations here at Clifton Park. Niski, you know, Queensbury, they're going to be opening one. Please, water. Yes, please. Uh, and uh, Troy. Uh, but yes, they are not only being their Benjamin Moore dealer, uh, they also, as an independent dealer, are able to have access to almost everything out there, finish related. Uh, so Benjamin Moore, Sherwin Williams, everything. You have a color you want, they just match to it. They'll do it. Their paint professionals take care of it. Take it, make your job easier for you. Whether you're the paint professional or you're just your do-it-yourselfer out there, need something done at your home, just give it to them. Stop in at any one of their locations or check them out at mycolorize.com. Colorize the right paint, color, and advice from local professionals who care, Joe. Uh, and also, real quick, real quick, I want to tell you about people that care too as well. You know, a reason why this place I think looks very amazing too as well is because our friends at Paul Perry Kitchens had done the woodwork in this place, Joe. They definitely have. Thank you so much. And it's and it's amazing. And, it, and, and this place, again, I remember it was Andy's place. It wasn't so hot. This is a, a total switchover. It is like a makeover, you know, absolutely. Completely. Yeah, renovation. And, and I mean, from the ironwork that they have here with the TVs mm -hmm. and the woodwork, Pulperry Kitchens, the granite tops as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, they really took care of this place, and it looks amazing. And what a great job by uh, our sponsors there at Paul Perry Kitchens. And don't forget, now, PPK. they are remodeling there, too, at 144 uh, Freeman's Ridge Road. You can check them out. They've moved their location to the other sister lo uh, location at 115 Freeman's Ridge Road. So if you need anything done kitchen-related there, also they do gl glass repair as well and closets, custom closets. Mm. Christmas is coming up, gents. Go out there, get a custom closet for your wife there. She's going <laughs> to love that. Say, here, honey, walk right into this, baby. This is what I got you. So 
put a big ribbon on it and be how amazing. Would you, how would you pull that off? Like, how, how would you, like, you close right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're secretly hiding. With, you're like, what are you doing back there? Nothing. Just you make her mad. You have to enter through the back door and only go straight to the room. I'm making my man cave. And she's like, oh, I hate you. And then you <laughs> open the, the, gutter, the gutters or the, the, the doors or whatever. Like, bam. There it is, a big bow on it. It's your custom big closet right there, California closet. So there you go. Enough about our sponsors there, though. We definitely appreciate everything that they do. And, and right. this place is amazing. But, Joe, we're here for tonight's game. Right. Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. What do you think about this one? Here, let's, let's talk it up here. I mean, we kind of touched drink. on it a little yep. bit. Uh, but, I mean, listen, we all know, and, and I've kind of said this before, but, like, the Cowboys defense, like, they're a decent defense. But it's like, if you really want to maximize this Cowboys defense and how much better it can be, you already have DeMarcus Lawrence on the other side. But Micah Parsons, I'm sorry. He needs to stay as a pass rusher to help out DeMarcus Lawrence on the other end. He's got to get after these quarterbacks, stop these running plays quickly. If they keep him in the pass rush, you saw how disruptive he can be when he's lined up as a pass rusher, whether it be standing up or with his hand on the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like that's one change that, that I think the Cowboys need to kind of make permanently to keep this defense kind of rolling. And then offensively, listen, no more Dak Prescott right now. You know, Cooper Rush is the guy, and I think if the Giants are smart in this one, they're going to make sure that he put all the pressure on Cooper Rush. Do not allow them to run the ball. Do not allow them to pitch the ball out to Tony Pollard or Zeke in the, in, out in the open and kind of force Cooper Rush to make all the throws and carry this offense in a sense. Now, for the Giants, I mean... They've been a pleasant surprise thus far. You know, the Giants have been, you know, scoring just enough points to get by teams. And the defense has been the headliner uh, for the G-Men because they've been keeping opponents with low scores. And what does that do well for you is it allows your offense to have opportunities to get ahead in the game and maintain that, that lead. So uh, the Giants, they've won a couple of really close ones. Let's see what they can do tonight. And this is, I, I think it has to favor the Giants right now because not only do they have great momentum with a new coaching staff, a new scheme, but, you know, I'm sorry, but Cooper Rush, I know, I know they had some success last week, but I just don't think that it's going to be enough to get past the Giants. Yeah, I mean, and, and you will talk about a, a Giants team that's faced enough injuries too as well. I mean, coming into the season, we were looking at them, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the in the you know training camps and stuff, and like, there goes another one. There goes another. They don't even yeah, have a start. They don't even have a tight end <laughs> right now. You know, it's like you're looking at what they had, and you're like, we are just looking to try and look like maybe we're competing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're going. They went into this season with no expectations whatsoever. Real Giants right. fans, and if you if you know the team and you follow it and you're looking at this. Mm -hmm. And what we've got no so receivers. Far, yeah, no receivers. <laughs> and and you know the funny thing is though too. Not, you do even have some receivers there. You have receivers there that have been there from the previous regime there that aren't even seeing the field due to work ethic, not getting along with the, mm -hmm. the coaching staff, and they're doing it with guys like David uh, Sills and things like that. You know, mm -hmm. it not, it got no namers. Uh, if you take a right. look at the um, the, the, the inactives, uh, the NFL put out the in inactive list. Kadarius Tony and Wondell Moore still inactive for this game. Leonard Williams... Uh, Aaron Rod, uh, Robinson, we already know, but uh, Just, Justin Lane, the, the other guy, guys we don't really know about, and, uh, care, but Katerius uh, Tony and Leonard Williams not being there, 
that's some big factors, but they've been doing it without Kadarius, basically, because he's been getting only like two two plays a, a week. But one thing I I haven't seen on there, one guy is Kayvon Thibodeau, and that could be nice if he's in here he's into this game playing. That mm -hmm. gives the Giants defense another highlight for them, their own pass rusher, potentially. We haven't got a chance to really see what this kid right. can do. He's starting his first game here in the season. We're looking to get somebody that's uh, really similar to, like, you know, uh, Micah Hyde, somebody that can create that pressure, get that defense going, the, even uh, elevated of what they've been doing, Joe, with the blitzing that they've been doing. We talked mm -hmm. about the Green Bay Packers and how they went lax before in the final two minutes of the game, giving everything underneath. Giants have been living and dying by the blitz, manning up, even if they do give up a penalty here and there for, for Titans stopping a guy. Well, at least you even stop them there, get called for defensive holding. It's a, it's a five-yard penalty, and right. they could keep the, the the game going here. There's, something's happening here, Joe. It's, yeah, it's, 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 and the game is even started. Is it, is, it Aaron, <laughs> is it Aaron Judge up at the bat here to try to get a home run? Is, is that I what mean, we're trying to face here? That's trying the thing, say? though, is that, listen, if you're looking for a good sports uh you know, sports is it bar Aaron to, Judge to come to. to. Yeah, 61. Did he you get go, it? No. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get it. We're getting updates right now. Listen, Joe. you know, we, we we got you know some more people kind of filing in here, kind of filling this place out. Listen, if you're not doing anything right now and you're in the Albany area, come on down to 605 New Scotland Avenue. Uh, it's about to erupt. If, if he gets it, it's going to go crazy. is where we are, live and location, and we're also doing a jersey giveaway. That's right. We have none other than Saquon Barkley autographed jersey up for grabs make sure you come in make sure you he hit is. the subscribe button show us that show us proof that you subscribe to our channel and go ahead and enter your name into the box 87 here. is that a howard cross jersey <laughs> is that, is that, <laughs> but come on down be? enjoy some food enjoy some great you know this is gonna be a great environment right now with monday night football right around the corner uh and that's what we're here for to see the cowboys and giants uh come on down Yep, everybody's watching this with bated yeah, breath with here, bated just breath. watching it, and they're going to watch him get walked, huh? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, everybody's just watching. But imagine if it happens here on live stream. We only have a little bit You're to gonna go hear here still. You're going to a really loud about 10 roar minutes. of the crowd. Yeah, yeah, but we're, we're going to roll out of here. But, uh, but yeah, you know, talk about the Giants. Look at the inactives. Um, that's not going to affect them so much again. Like I said, that they've been playing with that so far mm -hmm. and playing really well. And under Brian Dable, you see a different feel. We saw it week one, what they were able to do to the Tennessee Titans and stop them in Tennessee. Right. And then go against the Carolina Panthers and stop them there too as well. Mm -hmm. And just really put on that pressure. I mean, it, it was big for them. And, and playing with the momentum saying, when they got down to score, I was thinking about it watching the game. I'm like, do they go for the two? I can see it, but do we go for one and play it safe? Right. I would like to go for the win, but yep. then do we just sit there, and if we lose, do we say, hell, we went for it all, we lost, we gave it everything. I was kind of feeling that as well. I'm like, because we're not expected to win. Right. Again, the way we've been playing, the way the injuries are, they're not expected to win. So why don't throw it all out there? And they did, they were successful, and look what it did for the relationship between the coaches and you know, players, they seem like they're standing behind this guy. It's totally different from what Joe Judge was. Joe Judge was more, again, he would boss you around and it seems like Brian Dable will hold you accountable mm -hmm. for when you aren't working as hard or making mistakes like you've seen when he yells at Daniel Jones on the sidelines yeah. and also the way he's reacted with Kenny Galladay as well and, and Kadarius Tony not getting them out there. You see it, or even Darius Slayton for that matter. Mm -hmm. They're not being part of the, the offense at all. Uh, 
you're seeing a different team here that's playing with fire and then that defense again with those guys with a lot of no neighbors too as well you think you, you remember they lost james bradbury they did not have enough money to keep this guy in the roster that is the only reason why he's not there it's right. not like he was fading and didn't they they shed blake martinez is gone because you didn't have enough money to keep him and and i'm looking at that and i'm like oh there's another guy we oh that was a nice run stopper you know this he got injured last year but he was one of those key guys i For, thought in the, I mean, on the defense and I'll, despite I'll that on, they're playing uh, well blake martinez martinez wasn't necessarily about money martinez was about his injury and the giants are not confident in him coming back 100 percent like he was before, prior to the injury so yeah, money uh, played a part of it, but it was only because of his injury, and they're, they're not satisfied on where he's at right to date even. So, yeah, they, they kind of let him go and let him walk. And you saw, like, he's already taken a couple other visits. He's been to Baltimore. He's been to yeah. Las Vegas, but no signing. So that's that also has to show the Giants, too, like maybe they made the right decision. Maybe he's not as healthy, uh, and, and he's still trying to get back, but maybe they made the right decision there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, again, like I said, having Kayvon Thibodeau, I'm really excited to see what we have here and if we can get that pass rush because on the other side, you're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, which when you look at them right now, they're pretty similar to what we have going on right now. They have mm -hmm. a great pass rusher, offense, or the defensive line, but their offensive line is terrible. They're they're injured too, and that whole oh, left side pump. is just d demolished here. Well, o line, right? Exactly. And again, you get you're you're afraid of maybe that front line, and like I said, you're watching number eleven. Everybody else, I'm not really that worried about. Even Leighton Vander Esch or even um, Diggs as well. You know, he's an opportunistic guy to try and uh, get some of those picks. So that's one thing Daniel Jones needs to do. I would say when you when you talk about key of the games. One, try and run the ball, establish the run, keep balance. You want them to fear that you're going to have a Saquon Barkley out there and pounding it. So then even you can mix in some Mike, uh, some Matt Breida too. Matt Breida can, I need him to get out there in the passing game too. He's been getting stuffed on some runs, but it seems like they just kind of toss him outside here and there and gets nothing out of him. I want him to see him in the passing game. And uh, Daniel Jones, the key, like I said, he has a thing with knowing the first read and staring down that read, knowing it's not there, second guessing. You could see the physical second guessing and says, <laughs> fuck it, I'm going to go there anyways. And then he does. And then, you know, Diggs is going to be there for the interception, you know, because he's just watching the quarterback's eyes the whole time. Well, Diggs, the reason why he has uh, in interceptions like he does is because he's a very aggressive corner. Like, yeah, he will bait you and then he will attempt to intercept it. But also that aggressiveness has led to giving up big plays and, and not being in the right spot all the time. So, yeah, Diggs is a good corner. He does make some big plays and turnovers. However, it also can hurt him as well. Uh, and then you bring up Kayvon Thibodeau for the Giants. Like, first game, first game this week. I wonder what they have in store for in, in store for Kayvon Thibodeau because honestly, it'll be his first game. Yeah, and. Is he going to be just out there full time, or are they going to kind of like kind of rotate him in certain only pass rush downs and that and that sort of thing? So that's something to monitor too, and just to see like he's still a rookie. He right. hasn't really been tested yet. Uh, tonight is going to be the night where we get to see him out there and with, without reckless abandon. You know he's going to go yeah, it's after. It's good to have the him there when when you don't have uh, Leonard Williams, but. Going back to the Dallas Cowboys side now, when you want to look at their inactives, obviously Dak Prescott's there, but Michael Gallup's still not playing in this game. Dalton Schultz, 
excuse me, who has kind of been a dish off guy for them, kind of developing that that relationship. They don't even Not use as much them. as a Jason Witten. They are trying to do it this year, but he's injured now. And so that stif- that stifened that any kind of uh, chemistry that they were trying to get I with mean, Dalton yeah, Schultz. I mean, yeah, but even yeah. in week one, like, they, they weren't really using Dalton Schultz hardly at all. Mm-hmm. I think he only had, like, two catches or three catches at most, and they weren't even impactful ones. Yeah. They were just little uh, short well, And even look at the way Jerry Jones has been handling this team out there vocally, mm-hmm. and Dalton Schultz wanted to sit out on this whole thing. He wanted a new deal and stuff. Right. Look how this season now is affecting his gameplay this season and his effectiveness and being his ability to get another contract, not even here, but somewhere else. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, and as far as injuries, again, uh, Connor McGovern lost in the first game too as well, so he's still out. Javon, uh, Ron Curse too and a few others, but they've got injuries on their side as well, too. And, and like I said, those three, Michael Gallup, Dak Prescott, and Dalton Schultz, obviously Prescott's again gone for a while, but having those guys not there and that all those other weapons there for like a Cooper Rush, that is going to hurt them as well, Joe, because that's what you need for, for a guy like Cooper Rush. You have those weapons available to you. Uh, Kellen Moore is going to do whatever he can to try right. and alleviate the issues right. here offensively, but nobody is going to be afraid of Cooper Rush burning you. And, and they luckily, again, last week, it wasn't like Cooper Rush went out and just flat out beat you and stuff. They were, again, opportunities happened. They were able to turn it into a late field goal to seal it with time, no time left over. Right. The Giants need to keep playing their game that they've been for the past two weeks. Stop the run because you've got to figure that's what maybe their next guy up. You paid Zeke to stay there. He's got to be your running back. Now let's run the ball. It's time now. You have no other weapons out there. Let's run the ball with him and Tony Pollard. Mix it up a little bit. A run and pass maybe with them. Get uh, Cooper Rush some help there. So that way... Then they're not one-sided. One-sided, because yeah, yeah. they, once they stop the run, the Giants stop the run, then it is all out, and they're all blitzing nonstop. And and you tell people again, the best way to stop Tom Brady and other quarterbacks is is to go and and get your hands on them and blitz them. This team loves to do that. And how is Cooper Rush going to handle that pressure with that left side of that offensive line too, as well, just being diminished and things? So it could be a rough night for Cooper Rush. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too, is like the game plan for both teams is real simple. For the Giants, you want to shut down that running game, do not allow any kind of short yardage plays to develop, and keep the pressure on Cooper Rush. For the Cowboys, offensively especially, they're going to try to kind of alleviate that pressure, and they hope that they can run. That's going to be the biggest thing right there, because if if the Giants can make the Cowboys one-dimensional and put all that pressure on Cooper Rush, the Cowboys offense might be in for a long, long game. Uh, and then other on the other side, when you have the Giants on offense, I don't think you want to keep putting too much pressure on Daniel Jones because we've seen, we already know what Daniel Jones is at this point in his career. He's not going to get any better at this point. He is what he is. And you just want to kind of stay away and not put too much pressure on his shoulders. So you're going to see a lot of Saquon Barkley. You're going to, uh, you're going to see some play action plays. When the Cowboys start to like bring their linebackers down and try to stop the run, then then that's the perfect time to to do throw in some play action plays for Daniel Jones, where he can either run or throw the ball, and, and just kind of keep keep the teams kind of off offset that way. And for the Cowboys on defense, I said it before, I'll say it again, and I'm going to keep saying it every week. 
Micah Parsons is a absolute disruptor. He's a beast. You need to put him and keep him as that pass rusher standing up or his hand in the ground opposite to Marcus Lawrence. That's where the Cowboys defense, I, I feel like, excels because now they're getting not only the pressure, but now that also leads to maybe a Trayvon Diggs to jump that route and, and get that turnover or someone else to make a play on the football. So that is the tail of the tape, in a sense, Absolutely. for both teams and what they need to do to win these games, especially Monday night tonight. You know, uh, it's a big game for both teams, and let's see if the Giants can continue their success. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be uh, super exciting. Uh, again, uh, Deion Lewis was supposed to join us here tonight again, but he's running late. He's going to be here a little after 8, so don't know if he's going to uh, fit with us here on the show, but he'll be here at, at a Restaurant 605, everybody. So still uh, come down, check it out. There's a jersey on auction here for the right. – uh, just put your name in the box. Subscribe to our channel if you guys haven't yet. I know you know us that watch us normally. Again, you guys know all about it. You know about uh, the uh, know-it-alls. That's right. And um, – Follow us on Twitter, FB underscore no. Go to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. That's how to enter for this jersey, too, as well. That's Football right. on the no show. Search it right there. Subscribe. Notification bell, which you know every time that we go live, whether it be live at events just like this or our normal Wednesday nights when you come to check us out live to talk about some football. And uh, this Wednesday is going to get pretty interesting, too. We're going to have a lot talking about with this next uh, week four and some news with the Pro Bowl moving up, too, Joe. But finally, yeah, some changes going on <laughs> with that whole thing. But, uh, yeah, we're here at Restaurant 605. Yeah, as you can tell, I keep getting louder as I'm talking because the noise is getting amped game's up. Getting closer. Everybody's getting excited. There's Micah Parsons right yeah, there. Doing the warm-ups. They're, they're warming up. The game's about to get started in just a little bit. And we're about to do this in drawing the, uh, for the jersey. Yeah, we are in a little while. You know, at halftime we're going to do it. And the uh, Aaron, you know, Aaron Judge still and the Yankees are playing. So people are here checking out the Yankees too as well. So if you are in the local area here in Albany, come on down to Restaurant 605. Hang out with the rest of us here. Even if you're not a Giants fan as well, dude, that's fine. There's a lot of Giants fans here come too. Come hang out. Come hang out. Just watch some football. We'll chill. We'll hang out. We're a chill crowd here. Uh, we really appreciate you guys coming out here to join it with us. But... Joe, it is time. It's time. time to do the pick there, Joe. We, we've done the, the, the tail of the tape, like you said here. Uh, who are you taking in this one? In a tough matchup where this week, again, we didn't do so hot with the picks. Some of the upsets got us into close games, again, with the Kansas City. Uh, the Buffalo game uh, really got us, This too. is definitely the toughest tough. year to pick winners. It is. Like, it is. It's crazy. But now the Cowboys more vulnerable. I would say if the Cowboys had Dak Prescott and were, it'd be know, a different game. It's a whole Absolutely. different thing. Where again, because I know what the Giants are, and and you know what the, the the Cowboys have a better lineup with them too as well, especially yeah. with Dak Prescott Prescott is in there. But this one's a little tougher. Giants at home, Cowboys. What do you got, Joe? Uh, I got the G-men tonight. I mean. Ooh. I like the Giants. I like I like where they're headed. Listen, I, I, I don't expect this game to be a blowout by any means. I, I, I feel like this is going to be much of the same that we've seen in Giants games. Is very close, kind of close down to the wire kind of thing. Yep. But in the end, the Giants are going to kind of sneak away another win and keep the, keep the momentum rolling. And for the Cowboys, the only reason why that's not going to happen is... Honestly, like, I'm sorry. You don't have Dak Prescott. You have a piss-poor offensive line right now. And, and Cooper Rush, if, if the Giants can actually kind of shut down that running game for the Cowboys, I think it's, it's over with. I mean, 
then that, at that point, the Cowboys are relying just on their defense to to do everything. So yeah. uh, I think the Giants have the advantage, and I'm going with New York. Yeah, yeah, nice. And again, Joe, you, you know how I've been playing it all season and how I do almost every year. I I I, I love the Giants, but I, I try to, to think rationally, yeah. and I can't pick them if I'm going for a competition to where <laughs> I have to drink a whole gallon of liquor if I lose. I don't want to deal with that again, so I keep going with the Giants, and and I, I I'm it's it's like it's my therapy. It's like I feel like if I pick against them and I win it, uh, that I feel good because I won them, even though they lost. But if I pick them to to lose, you know, and they win. Hey, I'm happy because I won. You know, so I'm trying to find that happy medium where I'm still happy, right. I guess. So do you pick them to lose? I don't want to be sad ever. Hold on. So if you pick them to lose and they win and you end up drinking because they keep winning. Wait, isn't that? Isn't that? Yeah, that's almost kind of kicking me from from the drink. Isn't that? Maybe. What, what's the? Yeah. Like, what's the, 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 the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> hey, and. Uh, so I don't know. It's tough. Cause go maybe away. maybe it's if you look at it this, though, is this bad luck, though, or not? So do I pick the Cowboys because they've been winning since I'm picking against them, though, too? So it's tough. But because they, they always <laughs> tease me. Because, again, just once I buy in, then they let me down. But, again, injuries on both sides. They look really good. Uh, this is a whole new regime. Maybe a whole new Giants. Screw it, Joe. I'm going with the Giants. Let's do it. High five. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah, let's go. get it. You know, let's Giants, it. Let's hopefully we can get it here tonight. <laughs> And uh, let's go for a win, baby. You know, let's change things here. I'm not yeah, yeah, thinking definitely. they're going to win the division again. But, yeah. you know, this is a weird year, though. We've is seen strange very, things very happen. Strange. You know what I'm saying? Very strange. Strange things have happened. Uh, the the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year mm -hmm. don't look at like anything like they, they did last year. So mm -hmm. things are, are changing week to week. It's been up and down. But, but, Joe, it's been exciting. We, yeah, we're hey, having listen, a good time here. Uh, we're doing a jersey giveaway. Listen, right before we sign off, got to say, listen, we are at 605 New Scotland Avenue in Albany, New York. Listen, if you're around, if you're not doing nothing, there's still time to get down here, sign in, subscribe to our channel, sign in, drop your name in the box, and win an autographed Saquon Barkley jersey. That's right. It's Anybody's here. welcome down there. Listen, they're, they're having a great time out here. It, 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 it's and starting you don't even to fill have up. to be a Giants fan. No, I mean, hey, if you want to win it and then sell it to a Giants yeah, fan, whatever. do whatever you want to do. What the hell? Uh, but listen, that's where it's at. It's down here at 605, Restaurant 605. Make sure you get down here. Uh, great food, great drinks. They got uh, Miller Lite specials right now, and uh, the game is about to, to that's start. That's right, so. Miller Lite specials, $4 drafts. Get down here. Here it is, Restaurant 605, if you guys haven't seen it yet. Giants, Cowboys, we're here live. That's it for us tonight. I hope you guys really enjoyed the show and the talk. We really appreciate having people on there. We've got some new people on there. Billy Blake, shout out to you too as well. That's right. Maybe he's a new subscriber from maybe, our maybe. show here tonight. Uh, we're going to stick around and hang out again too. So if you guys want to come down and chill, we are hanging out here till halftime to give away this Saquon Barkley jersey. We're going to be yes, eating sir. some of that food. I'm ready to hit yeah, it up. I'm ready to and go watch now. A great game. Let's an NFC down. East traditional matchup between the Cowboys and the Giants. Joe, let's take him out of here. See you guys later. Thank you so much for joining us. Peace. Join us next week from 8 till 10 Wednesday night for more football on the know with Jim and Joe.